Well, hello, hello. Welcome to TAO Intentions Podcast. On today's podcast, we will be discussing karma. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. For this episode, I wanted to discuss the topic of karma. Karma seems to be a part of our vocabulary nowadays, and it's how we make others feel comfortable about what they're going through. Letting people know that, you know, good karma and bad karma does exist and that the positive things that you do for people will come back to you. And a lot of people find comfort in knowing that all the things that they do for other people that might not be appreciated will come back to them in a positive way. And so I just wanted to get into the podcast episode by just kind of talking about the origins of karma. It's a a Buddhism reference. It first originated through that religion. But I mean, if you go back, the Bible, which has existed for decades, even centuries, they would have certain references in the Bible, such as reap what you sow, which is very similar to the term karma that you hear in the Buddhist religion. The term karma just kind of rolls off the tongue. It's better than just saying you reap what you sow. You can then turn around and say, you'll get your karma. Don't worry about it. Now, the law of karma is the law of cause and effect, according to which all our actions of body, speech, and mind are causes and all our experiences are their effects. Understanding the law of karma helps us to improve the quality of our life. We will naturally avoid these actions that lead to suffering both for ourselves and others. And we will experience greater happiness now and create the causes to experience a pure form of happiness in the future. Most of us are accustomed to the idea that we are responsible for some of our actions. Every action, thought, and feeling is motivated by an intention. And that intention is a cause that exists as one with an effect. If we participate in the cause, it is not possible for us not to participate in the effects. In this most profound way, we are held responsible for our every action, thought, and feeling. For our every intention. Now, the short form of that is choose your intentions according to the effects that you desire to produce. Everything that we do in life is intentional. Even if you made that choice on an unconscious level, it is still intentional because that action came from you. A lot of people would try to distance themselves from their actions by saying that it was unintentional. But majority of the time, it really isn't unintentional because we all have a choice. To break that down a little bit more, the person who intends hatred for others experience the intentions of hatred from others. The person who intends love for others experience the intentions of love from others, and so forth. The golden rule is a behavioral guide that is based upon the dynamics of karma. A personalized statement of karma would be You receive from the world what you give the world. Now, I have met people who want to be loved, but refuse to give love. And I mean, it's not really their fault. They don't know how to love. And some people do know how to love, 
but just refuse to do it. They just feel that you need to give me more. And usually those relationships never last. And it's not just relationship. This is friendship as well, where a friendship can be just one-sided at all times. One person wants this person to dedicate their entire lives to them. And yet on the other flip side, they would not give that back in return. There are others out there that want love so desperately, but do not know what love is in its purest form. And so they always end up in relationships where it seems like it's love or friendships where it seems like this friend truly loves you. And it's not the same. Gifts sometimes is not love. Depending on the person, everyone has a different love language. And a lot of people need to learn their love language to know what they personally need in their lives. The one thing that connects both of these two situations are the fact that these are the same people who complain about not having love, not being able to find love. They're always the victim, not realizing that both of these people might not even love themselves enough to choose to be happy and to be loved. And so they continue to go into relationships or friendships that are solely based on the idea of love and then continue that cycle throughout their lives till the day they die they they can never look back and say i was truly loved which is very sad the cycle is what i feel is the karma and a lot of people might disagree and some people might agree but continually going into relationships and friendships that produce the exact same results is insanity. It's the definition of insanity. They're not understanding that if you love yourself and you choose to give love to others, then eventually it will come back to you. And when it does come back to you, try not to reject it because you're not used to it. A lot of people don't know how to receive love even when they get it. But if you put hatred in front of them, they seem to attract to that a lot more than they do love. So at the end of the day, you're choosing your karma. You're choosing your effect. You feel that you are undeserving of, a, of someone to love you and of a good friend. So you are attracted to those that cannot give you more, give you better than you deserve because you don't feel you deserve it. If people were a bit more intentional in their lives in choosing to learn what love is in its purest form, not confusing it with lust, but understanding that pure love is different from lust, they might actually be better off. Intentions. If you intentionally learn to love yourself, then you will know what it feels like to be loved and then you will know how people should be treating you. Not saying that you're going to go around and say, hey, I deserve to be treated this way and I don't like this. No, you teach people how you want to be treated. You show people how you want to be loved by loving yourself. In the end, if you feel that you're attracting the wrong people, that includes mates, that includes friendship, then you have to take sole responsibility for the fact that you might be the problem. 
And it sucks to say that, but it is very true. It is your karma. You reap what you sow. I was talking to a friend today. Um, I'm sure you guys will remember Vicky from two of the podcast episodes that we did. The first one was passion and faith. And the second one we just finished was human rights. And something she shared with me today, I do feel that it is in combination with what we're discussing today. But she had mentioned to me that she felt that there was a shift in her life once she started to change her mindset, started to see herself a bit more different. And she said that, you know, she she empowered herself and she built her confidence and she found that she was attracting the right people. That is something that people need to to learn. What you're putting out there is what you're going to get back. If you are confident in yourself and you love yourself and you empower yourself, you are going to continue to meet people who are like-minded as you are. That means the way that you treat yourself, the love and respect that you have for yourself, they will give it to you in return. Don't get me wrong. You will come across the fickle people who will like to test your boundaries and to see if you truly love yourself the way that you say you do. But that's their purpose. Their purpose in your life is to make sure that you are sticking to the path that you've intended for yourself. They want to know if this is really what you're about. And once you pass that test, leave them alone, push them to the side, and allow yourself the space to bring in or allow others in that are like-minded as you are, that respect themselves and respect you because that's what they're putting out there. When people respect themselves, they tend to be more respectful to others. If they, te- if they love themselves, they will then start to love others. And you will feel that in a genuine way. It's that authentic power that I was talking about in the evolution and power episode. That authentic power, you don't go into any situation with fear of someone hurting you or breaking your heart because you know your power. You know that you are in control of your circumstances and your feelings. And if someone comes into your life to harm you, that's their karma, not yours. You just have to accept what is happening, distance your emotion from that situation, and understand that what this person is doing has nothing to do with you. They are sowing into their future. You just need to walk away, heal if you need to, if it did affect you in some way, and allow yourself to be free enough and to be open enough to allow others inside of your life that are intentional about creating and fostering fellowship, love, companionship, encouragement, empowerment. That is putting good karma in your life. To put what I just said in a term that some people might understand a bit better, morality is a human creation. The universe does not judge. God does not judge. The law of karma governs the balance of energy within our system and morality and within those of our neighbors. It serves humanity as an impersonal and universal teacher of responsibility. Hopefully, whomever didn't understand what I was saying before will now understand what I'm truly saying with that statement. Every cause that has not yet produced its effect is an event that has not yet come to completion. It is an imbalance of energy that is in the process of becoming balance. What that means 
is that you could decide to hurt someone one day and you did not feel sympathetic about it. You showed no empathy towards it. It was just whatever. That's your problem. This is the way the world is. You, you make sure you watch your back. You take care of yourself first. You hurt others first so that they don't hurt you. But with that game, it always comes back to you. Because as you're going through life hurting people intentionally and not feeling any remorse about it, you then one day will meet someone that you have fallen in love with and want to dedicate your rest of your life to this person just to have them pull the exact same game that you have done on other people onto you. And then you have the nerve to turn around and cry victim, forgetting that you have done that to so many souls leading up to this one and not recognizing that this is your karma. I have been in situations like that, especially with family members. And I remember having this specific family member do some really crazy hurtful things, but in their mind, it's almost like it was nothing. And at least once a year, the specific family member would apologize. So during the time that they were doing it, they were like, no, it's all in your head. Like, I never did that. It's almost like they forgot their actions from two, from two days ago or a minute ago or an hour ago. It's very odd. And uh, when I'm the type of person that would call you out for your actions. If you're doing something that I don't appreciate, I'm going to call you out about it because I love and respect myself enough to not allow it to, to continue. And so they would say, that's not what happened. This is what happened. They have a different recollection of the situation. And so months will pass and the same person will then turn around and apologize for it. But again, they were using the apology to come back into my life to then try to do it all over again. But because they're family, I allowed them to, knowing fully well that what they're doing, they're just going to do it over and over and over again. Now I'm just used to it. So whenever they apologize, I just go, "Uh uh-huh, sure, you're going to do it again anyways. No big deal. And so I remember that I had like a final straw. I was like, nope, this is it. I am done. You either get your shit together or get the hell out. And so I gave them the boot, literally boot to the ass, out the door. And before I closed the door on them, I said, don't worry, your karma is going to get you. They were like, what? I didn't do anything to you. In their mind, because they always apologize, it's almost like their past discretion were forgiven. And they also included their future discretion because, again, they never changed. And so years had passed and the same family member came back into my life and upon that decided to share with me what they were truly going through. And the entire experience was exactly what they did to me. It was hilarious. I'm telling you, I'm a bit petty. I mean, there are certain people out there that are not petty and not judgmental. I can willingly say that I can be a a very judgmental person. I know it's a flaw and it's something I need to work on. And again, it stems from childhood and it could be something that I've learned because I don't recall myself being a very judgmental person when I was a child. So I definitely learned it. And now in my my older age as an adult, now I have to unlearn it because again, judgment produces karma. And so I, I can say that I, I was petty. When I kicked them out of the door, I'm telling you, after making that statement to them, I closed that door and I turned around and I said, God, please, please, God, let me witness this. Let me witness this. And guess what? My prayers were answered. I literally got to watch it play out. They came to me and they talked to me about it and they vented and they played victim. And oh my God, their world fell apart. 
And while this was all happening, I remember turning to the person after they finished talking and said, how does it feel? And they said, what do you mean? I'm like, this is your karma. How does it feel? He's like, what karma? I'm like, exactly what that person did to you. Every single action down to the T, nothing was missed is exactly what this person did to me. I said, this is your karma. This is what you did to me. And he just looked at me like, what? And I said, yo, we're family. So it's all good. But at the end of the day, I'm just glad I was here to witness it. Again, I'm being petty, but <laughs> I, I couldn't help myself. I, just, I was just so thankful that I got to see it. Keep in mind, this specific person didn't learn from it and continued to seek relationships or friendships that were quite similar. So I just got to watch it over and over and over again. Thankfully, I learned from that experience and it never happened again. So to sum that up, a personality that takes advantage of others creates an imbalance of energy that must be rightened by the experience of being taken advantage of by others. In regards to feelings, we may react with anger towards the universe, towards God, towards each other, or with guilt if we feel that our actions were inadequate. All of these reactions creates karma and more lessons for the soul to learn, more karma debt for the soul to pay. In order to become whole, the soul must balance its energy. It must experience the effect that it has caused. The energy imbalance in souls are the incomplete part of the soul that forms a personality. Personalities in interactions are souls that are seeking to heal. Whether an interaction between souls are is healing or not depends upon whether the personality involved can seek beyond itself and that of the other personality to the interaction of their soul. Every experience and every interaction provides you with an opportunity to look from the point of view of your soul or from the point of view of your personality. Now, I had mentioned a little bit earlier on in this podcast episode where I was talking about sympathy and empathy. A lot of people, as I mentioned earlier, will hurt people and they won't feel bad about it. And so that leads to their karma because what they didn't feel that they did to someone else is then going to be done onto them and they will then feel what that person feels. That is karma. Since we cannot know what is being healed through each interaction, what karma debt are coming to conclusion, we cannot judge what we see. For example, when we see a person sleeping in the gutter in the winter, we do not know what is being completed for that soul. We do not know whether that soul has engaged in cruelty in another life. And now we have chosen to experience the same dynamic from an entirely different point of view. It is appropriate that we respond to his or her circumstances with compassion. Compassion is the key word here, compassion. What is not appropriate, it is not appropriate that we perceive it as unfair because it is not. This I disagree with because in some cases, most of the people that are on the street or in the gutter could be suffering from a mental illness that they could not solve and no one was there to help them. And in that sense, I am not going to say that this is karma. I don't believe that this is karma. They are battling with something that is out of their control and they just don't know what to do. They've turned to drugs. They have turned to 
self-harm. And in that case, I really don't feel that that situation is karma. Everyone has the choice to disagree with me. There are personalities that are selfish, hostile, and negative. But even in those cases, we cannot fully know the reason why. These are hidden from view. That does not mean that we cannot recognize negativity when we see it, but we cannot judge it. That is not our place. If we intervene in an argument or break up a fight, it is not appropriate that we judge the participant. Of one thing we can be certain, a person that is engaging in violence is hurting deeply because a healthy and balanced soul is incapable of harming another. When we judge, we create negative karma. Judgment is a function of the personality. When we say of another soul, she is worthy or he is not worthy, we create negative karma. When we say of an action, this is right and that is wrong, we create negative karma. This does not mean that we should not act appropriately to the circumstances in which we find ourselves. These feelings are the result of judgment that we make about ourselves and the other person, assessment through which we see ourselves as superior to another. Now, I'm kind of glad that I touched on that a little bit because acceptance of oneself allows people to be less judgmental. The fact that we're saying this is wrong and this is right, or this person is worthy and this person is not, is because we judge ourselves so much. We judge ourselves every single day, every single action. Once we learn to accept ourselves for who we are, flaws and all, we tend to open the door to meeting amazing people who have their little keeks and their kirks themselves, but at the end of the day, you start to appreciate their, their most amazing qualities and start to see them as a whole of just amazing human beings. I have met individuals who I would have never thought to see myself being friends with in the past. And now to meet them in the future, they have taught me so much. Every individual has a story and when they share and the input that they give you, it, it just kind of changes your life. And so even if you meet someone that you're like, mm, I don't know if me and this person would get along, you know, as you grow and you, you accept yourself and you get to know them, you really start to see the best version of them. And that is the most important journey that an individual can take is learning to just kind of see every single individual you meet as extraordinary. And I have been so blessed to have literally met some of these people. These people bring fresh perspective to every situation and opens your mind, opens your eyes, opens your heart to what the world has to give you in a positive way. Now, feelings. Feelings are the means through which we can discern the part of itself that the soul seeks to heal, through which we come to see the actions of the soul in physical matter. The role to your soul is through your heart. It is appropriate that we allow ourselves to feel the compassion that such circumstances call forth in us and to act upon it. But if we allow ourselves to judge those events and those who participate in them, we create negative karma that must be balanced. And we ourselves will be among those souls that choose to participate in circumstances that are necessary to that balance. Non-judgmental justice relieves you of the self-appointed job of judge and jury. 
because you know that everything is being seen. Non-judgmental justice is the freedom of seeing what you see and experience what you experience without responding negatively. Non-judgmental justice flows naturally from understanding the soul and how it evolves. Now, I had mentioned before about fickle people coming into your life and basically testing you on your journey to truly finding your acceptance within yourself. I had said earlier that what they are doing to you is their karma that has nothing to do with you. So with that statement of freedom of seeing what you see and experiencing what you experience without responding negatively, that statement was my way of saying that you're not taking it personally. It Whatever they're doing is really their karma upon themselves. It has nothing to do with you. But you pass that test if you walk away from it and you didn't take it too personal. It's just an experience. You don't have to take it inside of yourself. Release. Release. When our actions create discord in another person, we ourselves, in this lifetime or in another, will feel that discord. If our actions create harmony and empowerment in another, we also will come to feel that harmony and empowerment. This allows us to experience the effects of what we have created and thereby to learn to create responsibly. When we say it is a dog-eat-dog world and that to survive in it, we must take advantage of others before they take advantage of us, which I had mentioned before. We look upon life as a contest to produce winners and losers, and we feel no restraint upon us when the needs of other people and other group threaten us. An example of that would be when we curse a competitor or strive to disempower another person. Another example would be when we work to take instead of to give. And let's be honest, there are many people in this world who are takers and there are many people in this world who are givers the takers are never necessarily taken advantage of but the givers sometimes are and it's very difficult to discern who is in your life for you to appreciate you to love you even while you're giving it is very hard to discern when someone is truly there for you but in some cases some givers have learned through their experience how to discern those people who are coming into their lives to take advantage of them compared to those that are not taking advantage of them. I really don't know how else to say it. But learning to discern comes from self-love. You will be able to identify if someone is in your life for you compared to in your life for the idea of you or what they can get from you. If you love yourself enough, you will be able to see your love in that person. And so you know for a fact that this person is truly here for you. For those takers that live their lives going around picking givers to take advantage of, and they take, take, take until they're completely depleted of love and energy, I just have to say to those energy-sucking vampires, my friend, you are going to be dished a fresh plate of karma. And I hope you enjoy it. Some of these things that I pointed out in this podcast episode, I am guilty of. And so I know that I have a lot of work to do because I have to now figure out how to reverse the nurture of some of these behaviors that I have learned. And so don't get me wrong, even though I'm talking about all the things that people are doing in their lives and how they're bringing karma, trust me, certain things... I am doing myself to increase my negative karma every single day. Thankfully, I am the type of person that if I'm helping you, 
I am doing it out of the kindness of my heart. I'm not doing it because Mm -hmm. I want something in return. And so a lot of people don't know how to do that. They're takers. Learning to give without being taken advantage of is a skill. It takes years to learn. Thankfully, I've learned my limit. I know how much I can give, when I can give it, and what I'm able to give rather than just having someone come into my life and say, I'm going to take this, 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 and that, and just have a pick of the litter and leave me with nothing. I have learned a lot. I have learned through my spiritual journey about how you can lose your spiritual gifts, where people can come into your life to try to take a gift that was not theirs from you. And even if they've taken it from your life, from your perspective, it's still there. It's just hidden because no one, anyone who tries to take your gifts cannot use it. It was not created for them. And so I have had to go through a lot of journey where people have come into my life and try to take, 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 take for me. And I just kept giving, 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 giving until finally I said, look, I'm going to focus on me. I'm going to focus on repairing and building and increasing and empowering all of these gifts that I naturally have that people felt that they could come and take from me. I remember speaking to a guy and I don't know if anyone listening to this podcast have ever been in this situation. This specific gentleman, you will be meeting on the YouTube channel when he comes for an interview. I'm not sure when that interview is going to be because he's not in the country right now. But I remember talking to him about people that seek out people who have a, a light about them. They have this aura about them of just positivity and love and self-assurance and self-acceptance. And so certain people who are struggling in those categories tend to want to pursue these people. They tend to want to harness it by even sleeping with these people, thinking that having sex is going to allow them to take what they have and what they've worked so hard for into themselves. They feel that they're going to learn, not realizing that the more you hang out with this person, the more you're going to feel like crap because you wanted it the easy way. You thought that if you were just going to go into a relationship with this person that you can then have their gifts. And that is quite dangerous. So when we were talking about it, he was saying that, you know, he's had, he's been in so many situations where females who are struggling in certain areas of their lives will attract to him and come after him and want to be with him specifically because they want help, help building themselves, help empowering themselves. And at first he, he didn't notice that that was what was happening with him, but then he continued. And then one day, After realizing what was truly happening and why these females are truly coming after him, he said that one day a girl just messaged him or DM him on Instagram and was like, hey, can you teach me how to do this and this and that? Like, I want to learn how to to love myself and to be better and to empower myself. And then he was like, you know, that takes time. It's something that you need to work on. It's not something that you can just, someone can just give it to you. It's a part of of who you are. It's your soul. It's your spirit. And she said, listen, you know, I will sleep with you for you to help me with this. And he was shocked. But at the same time, looking back at, you know, some of the experiences that he had in the past, he realized, oh, so this person is trying to give me their body as a transaction for help. And so he thought, this is dangerous territories because at this point you're bringing in how many demons that they have around them that is keeping them down, that's stop preventing them from, from growth. And he realized that he's been there, he has done this, 
and he never wanted to do it again and he says unfortunately thank you for the offer but i i can help you without you offering me your body but i mean if you're just looking for the easy way out then or easy way in by sleeping with me you're hoping that this is going to change your life then unfortunately i can't help you what you're looking for require patience acceptance and a lot more work than you're willing to put in so i can't help you i was so proud of him when he told me that because not very many men or women have that sort of discipline to to be able to say no to something that's being offered that might not be good for them. He had he had learned from his experience with other women and knows that this had not been beneficial for him in the past and it will not change now. No matter how many girls offer him sex for something in return, it's never worked out in his favor. And so I was very proud of him and to see that kind of growth meant that he was learning about karma. He was learning about that positive energy that he's putting into himself and his atmosphere and making sure that he keeps his, his temple as clean as possible by not participating in any of that negative karma or negative feelings. What if this girl happened to have fallen in love with him and in the beginning, yes, they decided on this transaction, but she ended up falling in love with him less than a week or two and then he has to now break it off and distance himself because that wasn't the agreement then all of a sudden her heart would be broken and he will reap that karma he did the right thing he did not want the responsibility of that he backed away from it and sometimes people just need to learn to discipline themselves not everything that's being offered to you for free is a prize and a lot of people need to learn that discern what you need in life and what you don't need in life choose healthy relationships, choose love, choose positivity, choose empowerment, choose the right people around you. All of this is a choice. Everything that you do is intentional. If you decide to stay in a relationship that's not good for you and not working for you, but you're convincing yourself that it is working for you, that's a you problem. That's your karma. This is something that you're going to keep doing over and over and over again until you learn how to create positive energy in your life and reaping positive karma rather than negative karma. One of the best ways to identify if you have positive karma in your life is by how much you love life. When you love life, you don't want to hurt others. It would hurt you to hurt others. That is a clear sign that you have good karma, that you are compassionate, that you have sympathy and empathy. When you connect to people's story and completely understand and resonate on a level with them, even though you've never been in that situation, you're learning something different and you're listening to their story with the utmost care and love. You can see it in your eyes. They can see it in your heart. They can see it in your actions and the way that you behave. Loving life is not just about living your best life. And I know living your best life is all about traveling and doing all this stuff for social media, but really living your best life is connecting with another person and other human beings and realizing that all of our differences makes us all unique, but that strength within us, that uniqueness about us is what we're going to admire because every soul is special. And so loving life is a great way to determine how much good karma you have in your life. So my advice to all the bitter bitches in the world, if 
you're unhappy and you're miserable every single day of your life, you have reaped bad karma. You have a lot of work to do to work on yourself. Don't be jumping into relationships or friendships in hopes that people will fix you. Your job is to fix you. It's your responsibility. Do not pawn it off on anybody else. Don't act like every single person in the world, it's their responsibility to love you so that you can finally love yourself. No, every single thing that you do starts with you. You want to be loved? You love yourself. You want to be happy? Be happy with yourself. Accept yourself. Encourage yourself. Grow with yourself. Continue to learn. You're going to spend the rest of your life learning. Till the day you die, you're going to learn. And so if you find that you're just miserable every day, the problem is you. It is nobody else's responsibility to fix you but you. And you want good karma? Fix you. You want bad karma? Go and seek people to come fix you. Because while you're taking your brokenness to somebody else's door and rolling around on their green grass, which your ass, you're now going to hurt them and leave all this brokenness on your path to trying to find love. And then the only thing that's going to happen for you is that you're just going to keep doing things to reap bad karma and continue to stay miserable. Work on you. It is nobody else's responsibility to make you happy but you. If you find that your love for life is on and off, change your attitude. Positive affirmations every day. Put that positivity in your world, in your universe. I am not an affirmation type of person. I can never be consistent with it. But I know the way that I carry myself and the way that I handle situations. I'm very intentional about it and I know exactly what I want and what type of positivity I want back into my life and so I don't need affirmations because I already have that determination and that discipline to get there but for certain people who are struggling with this area change your attitude work on your attitude to break down what I just said in a nice way we are engaging in an evolutionary process that requires personal learning That does not authorize us to destroy life while we are learning. We would not have the karmic energy of destruction, only of learning. That is your purpose in life, is to learn, to grow, to be better. So now this concludes this podcast episode. I was trying really hard not to make it too long for you guys. Um, But I feel like I was direct and I got my point across. So I really hope that you guys learned a lot from this episode. Don't forget to click the follow button under TAO Intentions Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. TAO social media pages are Facebook at The Ambitious Obsession, Instagram and Twitter at The Ambitious Ops. If you like this episode, don't forget to share. Your friends and family will benefit from this. And to affirm your focus going forward, positive karma, positive energy. Woosah.